Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. Uh, as always, I am Phoenix Saint Dan Ryan, joined by my co-host. Giant woman in training, Jonathan Kwiatkowski. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I one day hope to be as big as Lady Dimitrisk. You yeah. don't pronounce the U, apparently? Apparently not, mm, no. Yeah. You learn something new every day, yeah. but excited nonetheless. How you been, Dan? It's been a week. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, again, pretty peaceful week mm-hmm. on, on our fronts, I think. Mm. Um... You know, before, as always, before we get into things, do yes. we have any anime life or video game news to discuss? I actually have a confession. I think I'm getting back into anime, Dan. Well, it's about time. <laughs> no, it, it took 111 episodes of the podcast, but there's this thing anime that we talk about, and you know, sometimes it really hits it out of the park. Yeah. yeah. Um, thanks, my, uh, thanks majorly to HBO Max. Just having, like, you know, the subscription services and some anime that I've been meaning to check out for mm-hmm. a while, like, at my fingertips. So I said, why not? I'll dive in. Um, we can go round robin with this. I have five things to discuss. One of them being Resident Evil. So if yeah. you want to, like, interrupt at any time, just let me know. Uh, the first thing I saw was an anime movie by the name of The Night is Short, Walk On Girl, um, by Mitsuyaki uh, Yuasa, who mm-hmm. did Devilman Crybaby, Japan Sinks, Japan Sinks 2020. Um, has a very familiar style to a devil, ma- devil, oh my god, Devil Man Cry Baby, mm-hmm. um, which I watched on Netflix a couple years ago and I fell in love with it. If I had to compare it to anything, I would say it's like anime amelie, if that makes any sense. That makes sense, yeah. yeah you know, I, a little French yeah. girl with a spoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's quirky, it's extremely weird and surreal. It has like three acts where like one of them's a drinking championship where this girl goes out on a night of drinking. And then a cold hits the area she lives in, and then there's this guerrilla theater troupe that keeps popping up, and it's just about, like, this relationship between her and her senpai. And mm-hmm. I actually found it really charming. It went a little bit too long for me, but it was still cute nonetheless. I would mm-hmm. highly recommend it with its animation and quality. It was a fun time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I needed it. Mm. Uh, my next anime is one that I've been meaning to watch for a couple years. Apparently it's a big one. It's Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, been hearing a lot of things about that. Yeah, it's the one... I I mean, I'm getting old. I don't know anyone's names. I just know Gojo because he's like, you know, the daddy of the group. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that wears the blindfold that I was like, oh, okay, I recognize your character design. But it's intriguing because it's about uh, these sorcerers that take on curses that are almost transforming into Juji Ito-style abominations. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts out like, oh, okay, this is going to be like Naruto. There's like a training and a tournament or whatever. And then it goes into way more body horror than i expected yeah and at the same time maintaining that like comedic balance and the characters are interesting so i mean i'm gonna keep watching on episode 20 i think uh hbo max puts up one every week and i believe there's 24 25 episodes this season i don't know if it got renewed but Mm -hmm. i I know there's more in the manga but i'm intrigued and you know an anime to hold my attention nowadays is a a big deal of course Yeah. yeah so i would highly recommend it i mean i would probably bring this for a watch um 
like I said, I can't remember anyone's characters' names, but that's just out of my old age, so forgive me that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the plot is, like, I they have to eat, like, 20 fingers of this one cursed demon that lives inside this another boy that becomes a vessel for it. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting. Like, I, I think you would enjoy it because it's uh, fighting, uh, hunting down spoops, and fun. Yeah. Um, I'm not... Uh, I, this is only tangentially, mm. uh, but... Um... I believe, in terms of stuff that Shonen, Shonen Jump has announced, mm. we're getting a new battle manga with, uh, like, a, a girl protagonist. Mm. Uh, so, you know, which is, we've had shades of that before, like, with Claymore and, and other stuff that can kind of edge into seinen or, you know, mm-hmm. older kid territory. But apparently, one of these new, I don't know the name of it, I think it's been advertised as... Like, you see, like, the, the main protag wielding, like, a giant lollipop, so I don't know what it's about. Interesting. But, um... Now, is that cyberpunk? That That is, yeah, mm, I would okay. say so. I'll put um, it on the list. Yeah, so that, <laughs> we'll keep an eye out on that. Yes. I'll come back with more mm. research done, but, mm. yeah. Mm. Uh, my next thing is The World Ends With You, the animation episode 2 aired, and I thought it was a little bit better than the first one. Mm-hmm. It's still, you know, taking its time. I don't know how many episodes are in this season. Um, it's going its way through the game with some slight changes according to online, but I'll watch it all. I mean, I love that series. I love this anime Mm -hmm. so far. As long as they don't take it off the deep end, watch as I dive in, we should be good to go. Because Mm -hmm. the characters, the heart and the soul of the series seems to be intact. Um, it's hip. I know there was, like, some thing where, like, they had to change the opening because one of the guys was accused of, like, drug charges in Japan. And that's, like, the biggest thing you can do over there. To well, like yeah. cancel your career. That's what happened to the Pichu brothers. <laughs> mm, um, but uh, it works nonetheless, so it's a fun time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll definitely bring that. Uh, then, on HBO Max, also, the fourth season of a fan-favorite show, Infinity Train, mm-hmm. hit the tracks, Dan. And a lot of people online didn't like it. <laughs> oh, no! But <laughs> they didn't like it because season three did some, like... Uh, crazy Cronenberg horror, body horror transformation sequences with like emotional weight. Mm-hmm. And this was much more a lighthearted season between two guys that the internet is like, oh, they're queer baiting them. But I think you can just take it like the interpretation's up to you. Yeah. It's like these two guys who move from Canada and try to start a band and their experience on the train because they have the same number. And when one number goes down, another number goes down. I do admit that it felt less, like, urgent than the other seasons, but mm-hmm. I think, you know, for what it was, for what it is, it, it is slightly a prequel to the events of, like, all the other books that we've had so 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 far. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's going to be another season, but they said they want to end with season five, so hopefully it gets enough hype to just, you know, renew it for one more season to finish it off. Well, that was enough to propel it to get this season, yeah. or, was that, or was this season already done? I, this what? season's already done. They posted okay. it all on you know uh hbo max and, and i watched it it's 10 episodes 10 minutes each mm-hmm. so it was done it was a snack an aperitif if yeah. you will yeah um what was another thing that they announced on hbo max that i was like going crazy for oh um uh castlevania netflix right final season because apparently they're uh spinning off into a new universe a new story in the same universe with different characters mm-hmm. and that's coming out in a few weeks too and that anime has been chef's kiss it has yeah so I'm excited. I, I wish there was more, but apparently we're getting more, so I'm pumped for that. Yeah, I, I mean, um, well, yeah, and Godzilla Singular Point will also be dropping on mm. Netflix in a few weeks, too. They finally announced when, you know, North America is getting it, which is soon, mm. so. 
We'll wait on bated breath. (laughs) Atomic bated breath. (laughs) Oh, I see what you did there. Very witty, Dan. Um, That's all I have to say, aside from Resident Evil. We got a little showcase, and the demo was fun, but too spooky for me. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) not... not, It it wasn't too spooky five me. I, I... I, I really enjoyed it, and I'm not going to pretend to, like, I, I have not gotten to sit down and play Four, the most seven. recent, you know, <laughs> Three, like, all two. of the, yeah, all of the remakes that we've gotten mm-hmm. recently, like, um, they've looked good, mm-hmm. like, I, there's no reason not to, it's just with the game backlog, I just haven't sat down and, you know, g- gone for it yet, um, but I like it. It's got like you know. I like the little the little gothic rural village vibe. Mm-hmm. It, it's very atmospheric. Um, Everyone's speaking modern day English though. So is this like well, in no, America? No, it is. It is modern day. Yeah. So it's because because Ethan's very much. He's, but they don't even have an accent, Dan. Where is this castle? Like Florida? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm assuming that it's Umbrella Corp fuckery. Yeah. So they're not gonna like you know. It, it's in the mountains of New Jersey lies a small hamlet. Exactly. Yeah. The yeah the mountain range of northern New. Jersey yeah. is going to is is where it yeah mm. plays host, um, but I like it. Yeah. I, you know, so I might end up picking up the final game. And if nothing Grant's else. listening, yeah, it, you should play that. It's got that big Lumen castle in the. There's some yeah. there's some Yarnum vibes there. So, got werewolves, <laughs> you know, him and his lady Maria. It should be enough to yeah. to entice. You squint, him. it's almost her. Yeah, yeah, in a different outfit. Yeah, um, but I'm excited. Nonetheless, comes out in a few weeks. I'll be watching a Let's Play or hiding over Dan's shoulder as he plays. Of course. <laughs> Um, I think, uh, I mean, my only, well, okay, I got two anime-related things, uh, besides, you know, from Resident Evil, uh, Village, uh, one of which I've just been continuing with Demon Slayer. Mm. Um, The movie's coming, I hear. Yes. uh, The choo-choo train. And I might report back to Mm. the podcast next week with something about that. Oh my. So, um, but been watching it, it, excellent, just, just beautiful show, Mm. cannot stress that enough. Um, my slow pace in watching it is no indication because that's just how I do everything now, but, uh, really just beautiful animation, Mm -hmm. really, you know, the characters, you know, the the main guy is getting his development and I can see why it has appealed to so many people. Like Mm -hmm. it is, it is very much like everything that the protagonist is achieving, you see the work that goes Mm -hmm. into it. So it's, you know, and a lot of, you know, I guess shonen series or shonen-esque series have done that but demon slayer really really drives home how much the main protagonist is like working to to get this stuff done mm. like they animate him and i you know and i think it was in the manga too they animate him with like calloused hands just to show that he's like you Being know permanently you know yeah. altered his body in in working to this point mm. because to to compete on the level of, of demons <laughs> and spoops is kind of a Herculean feat. Mm. So, very good series. And I'll, I'll report back with more on that next weekend. I'll be waiting. Um, but uh, also, we got a bizarre stealth drop about an Avatar series. Oh, yeah! Yeah. Hmm. For Earth Day? It's gonna be a... I think it's just gonna be like a three-episode mini thing. No, that's what it has to... I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know... I am... I guess like the if it's from the new Avatar studio. I'm excited. But. Yeah, because because we talked about that previously. We are due to get like mm-hmm. someday we're due to get things made exclusively by this Avatar studio for I guess Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
this was just a very weird little announcement. Like, it's it's described in the announcement as, like, a fan-led initiative. Hmm. And Toph's voice actress has no idea what's going oh. on. So, and that could just be, you know, she's just pretending mm-hmm. so that it's more Acting, of a surprise. Say, right? uh, you know, but... We, I don't know, like, I think on Monday or tomorrow, we're going to get more news about it. Um, but I guess we'll keep an eye out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't uh, I don't know what to expect. Mm. The only the only thing I can think of is, like, because Toph never passed Aang as, like, a, a an earthbending master, like Katara mm-hmm. did. So maybe this is just scenes of him completing his training in that aspect, mm. maybe? I don't know. But uh, it must have something to do with the earth. Yeah, it's being that it's Earth Day. Yeah, yeah. I, a lot of green. So mm. I, we'll mm. see. Mm. Uh, also, Oxen Free Two. Oh my God, I can't talk. Oh yeah, it was revealed this week in a mini um, indie direct. And did you notice that they revealed a game called Ali Ali and then Oxen Free? They knew what they were doing. They, mm. they, that's how you. That's how you I, make money. <laughs> but it looks good. Love yeah. that game so much. Glad to return in a sequel. That game is stylish. The soundtracks full of bops. Lots of synth, eighty love, love it. Yeah, that was because that was based on your recommendation. I played that, and then Life is Strange in quick succession, oh and I was God. like, my life was filled with Jonathan that year angsty dialogue yeah. choices for that entire. But you know, both both amazing. But mm-hmm. I, I'm excited for for Oxen Free. Mm-hmm. So, and with that, my coffers are dry. I couldn't think of another tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, well. I... <laughs> In case we need one, yeah, um, yeah, because we are we are heading back into the realm of some Greek mythology mm. with uh, with Saint Seiya, favorite Greek god. Oh, mm. you know, I was really big into them, you know, for a while, and yeah. Hades, you know, re-inspired that. Uh, in recent, since you know, I'm a theater major who loves to drink. Dionysus has a soft spot in my heart. You know, mm-hmm. he he's also the like least douchebaggy of the the gods in general yes it's usually just more of like a fun loving person meanwhile zeus poseidon and hades fuck everything they can't see yeah. um i i do like the persephone myth mm-hmm. a lot because of hades town and its uh, resurgence in popular culture yet again um but i used to read a lot uh, i think medusa has a lot to draw on even though she's not a greek god technically yeah I think well like story, any any yeah. character any, yeah, well, any you, greek you know, myth, myth i think yeah. it's a, a buku bucks lately like if you take that and adapt something from it like yeah. Ever since Percy Jackson was a thing, because kids are super into that, and they love, uh, at least as a teacher in this day and age, the kids that I taught really love like Greek legends and Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. It connects with them, so I think that's like a great thing to do. Like, yeah, that, that's a money maker out there if Hollywood's listening, but don't do it like a, a Gods of Egypt or <laughs> that yeah. style. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, but I, I mean, I would. I, I, how could I choose just one, Dan? <laughs> Aphrodite, the goddess of love. You know, Hera is a backstabbing, gonna kill the yeah, kill the children, sow them in your stomach. Tee <laughs> Well, I mean, from Hades alone, um, y- you know, uh, Thanatos. Yeah, well, Thanatos was was cool. I, I mean, really, really emphasized the ladies, uh, Artemis and Aphrodite. Yeah. I, you know, they've always because they've been in a lot of used in a lot of games mm-hmm. lately. God um, of War god of war <laughs> yeah you know they well even uh immortals phoenix rising oh, yeah. or whatever that i had to finally ditch for <sighs> hades um but you know I, I i've grown fond of them and but i really like the man hades himself not for his behavior but oh, yeah, like well. the the way that hades has been interpreted over the mm-hmm. the you know from one work to another like sometimes he's an outright douche 
Sometimes Some, he's misunderstood. Yeah, sometimes he's like, he's doing the, the necessary Davy Jones job of like, mm-hmm. someone's gotta be down there filling out the paperwork. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, I, I, I'm just, it's fascinating the way that all of them have been portrayed mm-hmm. over the, over the decades. So, yeah. You yeah. seem like a Hades. Yeah. Hmm. More fire element energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I always, I gotta, I gotta yeah. rep that fire energy. Yeah. Because what what's his name? Hephaestus. 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 Yeah, the blacksmith uh, of gods. Yeah, he he usually doesn't get a <laughs> husband lot. Husband of... of Aphrodite, <laughs> cuckolded by Aphrodite multiple times. <laughs> he he usually doesn't get a lot of rep. So Hades. It's like would me have to setting be. up with you. Oh, well, <laughs> I guess little godling. <laughs> you Aren't we pleasing? cousins? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter here. <laughs> well, yeah, and then the other one. Hold, I won't tell. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can trust me. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's the closest thing, because last week, you which saint are you? So oh, true. Yeah. our clickbait yeah. quiz for the week is, which Greek god would you, are, are you most Next week's question of... will be like, what Catholic saint do you identify as? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I'm Saint Sebastian, martyred for my beauty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, that would be fitting for Easter, but alas. Oh, uh, missed that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Great tangent, Dan. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any more. I think we've... I at least I've dredged up the bottom of the battle until uh, barrel until inspiration hits. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can always think of uh, of some alternate DLC packs to stick in the tangent yeah. space. We'll play rock paper scissors. Yeah. <laughs> Trivia yeah. games. I don't know something related to tropes. That's what I've been thinking of. Yeah. If we need topics, I'll drop something in there that's mm. like trope you know, trope of the week. I'll try to. I'll try to. You know. We're trying to get fun with it. Keep, you know, when they think we're going to zig, we're going to zag. zag so yeah. that's, that's because we don't know what we're doing, but <laughs> they don't need to know that. Cut that out of, yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, Saint Seiya, we're mm-hmm. here again, Dan. Yes. I'm excited. Um, the last time that we covered Saint Seiya on this podcast was episode 60. Oh, um, oh shit. <laughs> which, uh, which in COVID time is like five years, years ago. ago. Um, so obviously it has been a while. That was not directly my intention we just um, had so much to cover we did yeah, yeah no we 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 covered a lot we of ground. stuck to our plan yeah like, we never strayed far from the path that we predestined for ourselves no no <laughs> <laughs> just like the elves <laughs> <laughs> well you know what we're watching after this right we gotta finish yeah. fellowship yeah yeah so you know it, it um yeah so i later on i will make the vow to not leave saint say a hanging for <laughs> yeah. as long as i did again um but we are returning to the series finally uh we're rolling out the the drawing board yes. um today's drawing board is death queen island edition Ooh, i like that uh so this this drawing board you know it's kind of a hellish place Ooh. it's got it's tinted red it's got some chains on it uh you know mm. it, it, it's not the drawing board is not happy Oh, it's, well, I mean, it might be scarred. Pick your so. own poison, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that will tie in, uh, you know, to what we're going to be talking about. Mm. But, uh, you know, it has been a while since we last covered this series. So I'll take, uh, you know, a moment to remind everyone about some key plot details. Yes. So uh, in this, in the universe of Saint Seiya, um, the goddess uh, Athena mm-hmm. was guarded by these saints. Yes. Um there are different tiers of saints. I, I believe there are almost like a hundred in total active at any given moment because that's how many cloths are in existence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it's like 88, but I don't want to say that for certain uh, because they also add non-canon ones mm-hmm. in there too. Um, so, you know, these saints guarded Athena. 
the you know the, the they use the cloths which are based on different Big boxes yeah that come out and you have to prove yourself in order to wear them yeah usually in some capacity mm-hmm. you, you must prove yourself to it uh they are based around you know greek mythological figures mm-hmm. constellations uh, constellations adjacent things yeah. yeah um any kind of celestial or divine mm-hmm. thing uh mm-hmm. they they are they have a basis in um so our series focuses on the bronze saints um we opened on the galaxian wars tournament which mm-hmm. is being held by saori and her foundation in her chair uh, yes oh, yeah of course yeah i recall <laughs> so uh apparently her fa- her grandfather's organization had been training these kids and sending them out across the world to turn themselves into warriors worthy of oh, taking up the the bronze cloths mm-hmm. Uh, the Galaxian Wars tournament itself is this kind of public exhibition match that uh, you know the winner will Get receive another level up. Right? The, well, the, yeah. well, a big level up, the yeah, gold, the gold yeah. Sagittarius cloth, mm-hmm. which is uh, presumed to be one of the most powerful cloths in existence because mm. gold is top tier. <laughs> um, we have not met Silver Saints yet, but they are coming. Mm. They come in a rather dramatic fashion down the line, Sounds so like my kind of people. you know we'll we'll meet them sooner rather than later. Um, but uh, again, it, it's kind of you know e- even though there are these distinctions made between like cloth levels mm-hmm. and the weapons available to each saint in in terms of how it's like a shonen battle manga, it also very much comes down to the person wearing the cloth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a bronze saint can overcome a silver or even perhaps a gold saint through willpower. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this series, that is expressed through Cosmo, which is... The untapped chi of the universe. Yeah, the, the key energy <laughs> yeah. that, that, that they are using. Um, it's kind of a, a, like a flower blooming inside <laughs> you or a, or a galaxy exploding mm. inside your body. Ooh. Um, and you can use that to, to empower your attacks and, you know... It, how much it's been showcased so far is iffy, but but as we go through the whole series, uh, you know, having a stronger Cosmo than another saint of, of even higher rank, mm-hmm. it, you notice it. Like, yeah. it's, you know, you can generally sense another person's Cosmo if you're trained in that mm-hmm. sense, and it's like, uh, you know... You can tell when you're outmatched. And Dan so. can educate you too, audience, if you send us nineteen ninety nine. Yes. His own personal training regimen. Yes. 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 Um, <laughs> so you too. <laughs> Got to start off punching some rocks. Yes. So, you know, again, we focus on Pegasus Seiya. Mm. Uh, he earned the bronze Pegasus cloth um, when he was training in Greece yep. uh, at Sanctuary. He had his mentor and her sister clone. Yes, uh, his, uh, I, I... It's oh, fine. It's her, well, her, his immediate mentor's name escapes me, but, uh, um, Shina is the evil mm. sister. Uh, she comes back a Yay. lot. <laughs> uh, so, what, um, so he, he earns this, uh, the bronze cloth mm-hmm. in a fighting tournament, uh, in Sanctuary in Greece and returns mm-hmm. to Japan, uh, for this tournament. Yes. Um, if you remember, he had, he was, he grew up at an orphanage. He lost someone, he's looking for someone. Someone's his looking sister. for someone. Yeah, his yeah, sister. He's, he's looking yeah. for his, his older sister, who might have been playing a role all along. Mm. Uh, who's the other woman? <laughs> there are two women in the series. Who, who's one of them? The other woman. Um, but, 
you know, so he returns to Japan for this Galaxian Wars tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout the first, because we watched the first two episodes yes. last time. Uh, in that episode, Seiya got the bulk of development, and the other saints were kind of, you know, standing in crowd shots. A few of them are evil jobbers who are going <laughs> to lose in this tournament and not be seen a mm. whole lot. Um, but obviously, a lot of the main cast is hanging out there. Um, so, with that in mind, we watched episodes yeah, one and two. Uh, Seiya had, I believe, beaten uh, the bear cloth user, mm-hmm. and he is advancing through the rounds. So, uh, in order to get to the proper Phoenix Iki arc, mm-hmm. we are going to skip three episodes, and I'm just going to do my best to cover what happened in the episodes that we're skipping. Mm-hmm. So, in episode three, we are introduced to Hyoga, um, and we see him paying his respects to his deceased mother, who is... Um, you know, sadly frozen <laughs> and preserved in this shipwreck underneath huh. the Arctic. Hmm. Uh, we don't know the logistics of how that's working just yet, <laughs> but... Um, if that's the way to go, Dan. <laughs> he has seemingly completed his training and he destroys an eternal ice wall and earns the Cygnus Bronze the Claw. Swan? <laughs> the Swan. Um, Hyoga returns to Japan just in time for the Galaxian Wars and he faces Hydra Ichi. Get on uh, the Hydra's back. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Ichi attempts to bring Hyoga down using poison-based attacks, but they have no effect due to Hyoga's cloth. Uh, Hyoga defeats Ichi using his signature diamond dust technique. So just like when we were talking about with Sailor Moon, a lot of, you know, well, no, the entire main cast will have attacks that become their signature thing, and it'll be a bigger deal when we get new attacks for each of them. Very similar Uh, to Sailor Moon. Yeah. So it's, you know, everyone's got a signature move, and if they start deviating from that or add some other things into the mix, you know it's a serious threat. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for Hyoga, it's Diamond Dust. Uh, So in episode four, the match between Pegasusaya and Dragon Shiryu begins. The fight escalates until the two opponents decide to remove their cloths in order to have a fair fight. Um, And at this level, uh, you know, as martial artists who can use Cosmo, this could prove to be fatal for either one. Fighting at that level could kill one or both of them. Um, So the fight continues, and Shiryu manages to block most of Seiya's attacks and, you know, deal massive damage using his Rosan Rising Dragon technique. Um, We get some background to i don't i think we get snippets of it in these episodes Mm -hmm. but it gets developed more as to how shiryu trained uh he trained uh with uh this this little yoda looking master dude uh in the mountains Mm -hmm. um and i only say yoda looking because he's he's literally like a little dude with like purple skin Mm -hmm. and we don't really have that explained but there's like there's mythical like beings hanging around here uh, and in Shiryu's case, he had to learn how to uh, make his Cosmo endued punch strong enough to reverse a waterfall. Hmm. And when he mastered that technique, uh, he had this dragon tattoo placed on his on his back. Um, and it's kind of like a like a like a pretty substantial the payoff for the amount of power that this attack can deal is traded off for the fact that it leaves his vital weakness exposed. Mm. So uh, in delivering the punch, the left side of his body is open, and, or, or uh, yeah, in delivering the punch, 
it's sort of like the angle leaves the right fist of the dragon tattoo open. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if someone hits that, that's where his heart is. Oh. So <laughs> uh, in, in trying to perform that technique, you have to be careful to not, you know, leave yourself <laughs> Your exposed. exposed. Yeah. Maybe, so, you know, like wear a breastplate or something. Well, it, well I never fight yeah. without clothes. Yeah, and, and usually that, mm. that would be the case. But uh, Seiya figures this out. He exploits this weakness and hits Shirio in that spot, stopping his heart. Oh. Um, but then Seiya manages to revive <laughs> him by delivering... Punch him again. Yeah, no, literally. He <laughs> delivers a second Cosmo-empowered mm. punch to the exact same spot uh, to restart Shiryu's I mean, heart. I'm no doctor. That sounds like it could work. Yeah, well, again, Grant's not here <laughs> well, to explain Grant's science. Grant's a doctor of space. So yeah. I mean, I don't... <laughs> he, but, you know... He, he looks at celestial bodies. <laughs> well, yeah. <that's>, uh, <laughs> but without him to disprove the science, I'm assuming that this could work. Yeah. Um, but Seiya manages to, um, you know, revive him, and this little panic experience actually endears the group together, kind of. Mm. Uh, especially Shiryu and Seiya. Mm. Um, but it also sets up a very recurring thing where Shiryu will sacrifice his body in order to try to attain victory, mm. and that is definitely a recurring thing. Okay, Because um, Shiryu's main thing on his dragon cloth armor is like his little Captain America shield that he has, mm-hmm. uh, which is supposed to be unbreakable, in most cases, it the enemy <laughs> finds a way to get around that, and Shiryu ends up, like, either delivering a grievous wound to himself, hmm. or allowing himself to be wounded in some capacity to make sure that he can... I think it's like a pirate Pyrrhic victory thing. Yeah, he where, is the shield. Yeah, yeah, so he, you know, he will often sacrifice or attempt to sacrifice mm-hmm. himself in order to to you know defeat his opponent mm-hmm. and that's that's a big recurring thing with him mm-hmm. um you know and how how much of a lasting impact that has varies from injury to injury but we will get to that uh at some point um so at the end of that episode shiryu is rushed off to the hospital just to recover uh shiryu's um I don't. I forget. I honestly forget if it's his sister or if it's a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I think okay. it's. A, I think it's a girlfriend. No, it's a girlfriend. Okay. Um, Mother, sister, girlfriend. <laughs> they go. They go to the hospital. The tournament is paused briefly. Um, but Andromeda Shun, uh, his chains begin detecting a powerful they enemy. They start jangling. <laughs> yeah. The 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 Marley chains start jangling, detecting a very powerful enemy mm. nearby. And we, the audience, see a mysterious masked man. Was that masked man? Watching over the tournament. Um, Shun does not get one of these focus episodes mm-hmm. within the this Galaxian Wars intro arc. So it's going to take a while? No. Well, no, oh, no. Oh. But his bits of his development come in this arc. Okay. Where we figure out where he's coming from and where his, you know... So the reason that they were saving his development was until now. Mm. Um, so why these episodes? Uh, or, or why, you know, because we're, today we're going to be watching 6, 7, and 8. Mm-hmm. So why this batch? Um, these episodes still fall under the larger Sanctuary arc, um, but they serve as the beginning of the Phoenix Iggy plotline. Uh, Phoenix Iggy, thanks to his design, his powers, and edgelord personality, is Great. probably one of my favorite characters in the series. We love an edgelord. Um... <laughs> And, as, a, as an addendum to this, as I was thinking it over, he's probably one of the least problematic edgelords, huh. uh, because we don't see him, like, 
murdering Kick people. Kick a puppy, you know. Like, you know, Vegeta blew up a planet. Yeah. Kylo Ren has murdered a bunch of people. Like, mm. you know, a lot of anime edgelords have have on-screen committed atrocities, but Phoenix Iki has just... We don't see... But what does he do in his private life, then? Well, I don't... I can't yeah. say, yeah. Uh, but he... Could drown kittens. <laughs> you know, which which might have been part of his training, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is very much uh, conditioned... A lovable boy. Yeah, he's, he's conditioned to be <laughs> like... And, and he'll have moments throughout the show where he's like, I'm taking off to fight by myself. And then he, he doesn't. He's like, like Ken, the yeah. greatest edgelord. Oh, Ken. Oh, Ken. No, please. Please, no. Oh. oh. You know, so. <laughs> Armadillamon. Wormdramon. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so. Uh, originally, I had planned to do one huge Phoenix Iki arc podcast episode mm. uh, to cover as much of this as I could. But looking over, uh, you know, the ten or so episodes that comprise this, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to skip a lot of these because there's a lot of key plot elements that happen. Um, at one point, Dragon Shiryu has a little quest to go and fix the Claws mm-hmm. because they were damaged in this Galaxian Wars fight with, with Seiya. Um, that introduces a key character or will, we're not getting to that episode today, but mm. it will introduce a few key characters, what has to go into repairing these cloths, because yeah. that is a logistical thing in this series. Um, it's a it's a pretty big deal if they get destroyed beyond recognition. Um, and also, uh, Phoenix Iki has his, his, his bros, his little gang of palette-swapped evil versions of the main Bronze Saints, who are called the Black Saints. Hmm. Uh, alternatively, depending on the episode title or the dub or the original version, they have like ten different names. It's like the Black Saints, the Black Death Army, mm. the Phoenix Army, the Black Army of Death, okay. the Four Kings of Death, etc. <laughs> but they, they are palette-swapped versions of the, the, the other four main uh, cloth users. Easy for the fighting game to put in. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but they actually end up getting a little bit of development. Hmm. Like, they, you know, so I, I couldn't just, in good conscience, like, skip them. Because it weirdly provides some insight into Iki's, like, previous friendships with this. Because hmm. as the Black Saints get development, it kind of becomes obvious that, that Iki had, like, bullied these dudes into being his friends. And none of them are able to to realize that, like, oh, a friend shouldn't treat you like shit. Hmm. And that serves as, like, a crux for some of them to to mm-hmm. change a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's, I, don't, I didn't want to cut those episodes either, but we're, we're only getting to their introduction today. Um, so again, a few important concepts, a few important characters. Uh... Iki is still acting on behalf of uh, Sanctuary, I believe. So again, it still falls under that. Um, We won't get another key Sanctuary plot development until this Iki arc is completely closed. Mm. Um, But it's it's really, you know, it's a fairly big deal for the series at large. Mm. So uh, this this is going to take multiple episodes to cover, but I solemnly swear that I am not going to leave another 60 episodes in between... Yeah. Um, you know, 
you know this and the next thing that we watch um it's a promise because uh you know and, and again it's also a very good counterpoint to, to sailor moon, sailor moon. Yeah. Maybe we should have like a partner series going on. Sailor Moon is the gals and Saint Seiya is guys being <laughs> dudes. Boys. So it's like, you know, with a lot of the same tropes and things applied in mm. different ways. Mm. Um again, even right down to Sailor Moon having like the the crystal ball lady. Yeah. Queen Beru. Yeah, like like <laughs> we're going like Saint Seiya has that, like mm. the dude uh Ares who is chilling at, at Sanctuary, just like you know like Perfect. go yeah <laughs> and then no one no one gets those saints but no. you know it uh you know so there's a lot of parallels here so i'll try to play that up in the future great Love so it. previewing expectations well i remember enjoying it thoroughly the first time we watched it so mm-hmm. i'm happy to finally return to this series with a uh, consummate guide that is dan ryan mm-hmm. um you know i too also enjoy an edgelord especially yes. with a heart of gold on the yes. inside <laughs> And his zany antics, so I'm excited for that. I mean, I just like this. I think the Greek imagery, I like the the fighting, I like how it's goofy. <laughs> oh no, it's, yeah, yeah it's it's goofy. Yeah. <laughs> if I remember, that's like the big thing that stuck in my mind. I was like, I love how goofy this is. <laughs> when I was, I was, um, because I've been doing like a rewatch of this to try to find, you know, things to cover in the future. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually we'll get to Jamie and the Crow. Oh. Uh, and he's literally a saint, a silver saint that can control crows. Oh, great. And um, he attacks, he kidnaps uh, Sayori, and then everyone's like, wait a minute. I know about a saint who can control crows. You think that's him? <laughs> and it's, yeah, I don't know. It's a, dis- it's a discussion to be had. Yes. yes. <laughs> who, who could it be? I don't know. The, the crow saint? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. But we'll get there. We'll yeah. get to him someday. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm excited, Dan. I'm excited mm. to share it. So, mm. uh, get that uh, Phoenix Illusion Fist ready. Because, uh... Where are you putting that? Well, we're heading to Death Queen Island. Okay, yeah. thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, we just watched three episodes of the Phoenix Iki arc from Saint Seiya. Uh, few addendums, few clarifications of things that I forgot, because uh, again, I am a hack. Um, Phoenix does kill some dudes. <laughs> he kills two, uh, I guess, uh, like helicopter pilots. And one tugboat. And one tugboat, <laughs> uh, Theodore the tugboat, that were that was dispatched by Sayori's company. Mm. Um, and I don't think that he is actually in the employ of the Sanctuary at this point. Mm. He is very much going on his own path. Uh, but I believe that his end game is to challenge kind of like the system that's in place, and he needs the gold cloth to do that, mm. so... Again, it still falls under the sanctuary arc, sanctuary arc, mm. um, because you know that threat will kind of, you know, be held high over the rest of this part of the series. Mm. But for the time being, this is more of a, you know, uh, wrench in the plans yeah. 
of this Galaxian Wars tournament <laughs> and Sayori's machinations, etc. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Few addendums, but... They it, are important it, it had been a bit, yeah. so... Um, so we're gonna we're gonna start. Oh well, any initial thoughts before? Well, we... Dan, I'm glad you asked. As I sit in my chair, things are getting grave. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the acting we're paying you. Today. Listen, it's a cushy job. Someone's got to do it. Sit in a chair here. Sit in a chair there. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> but it was good. Um, it wasn't as good as the first three episodes, but I know you're building something up mm-hmm. here, so I'm not gonna hold that against you because I think this uh, icky plot a child could see through it. <laughs> Yeah, and and uh, I I would say that this is not like the good first impression that you would want to yeah, you know it's like not the, the bachelor first impression the, the, no. the first two episodes of Saint Seiya do like a good job of, of mm-hmm. you know I think like getting the audience in and in terms of this arc it it takes a little bit to build yeah um, these episodes are not of the highest quality like they have a lot of repeated animation loops mm-hmm. going uh but again i didn't want to drop anyone into the proceedings without knowing the, the context mm-hmm. of of who phoenix Iki is yeah. so i figured you know we'll watch him and then we'll try to get to the juicier stuff as we keep covering more mm-hmm. saints mm-hmm. um so episode six uh phoenix the warrior who saw hell oh. Um, so while in the hospital, uh, recovering from the events that we described previously, uh, Shiryu warns Seiya, uh, about the potential of the Phoenix Saint coming back from hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, they speculate on his identity. The two of them both seem to know who Shiryu is, is talking about, um, but they find it somewhat, you know, unbelievable or incredulous yeah. that he would be back. And there's some stupid kids, the love interest, come to visit them, being Miyu and, forget the other one's name. Oh, yeah, the, uh... <laughs> it begins with an S. I have it somewhere in my notes. Uh, Shoka, Shoda, something like that? Yeah, it'll come up, it'll come up. Yeah, he, uh, they... Yeah, the, well, the orphans. Yeah. Uh, the, the orphans who hang around with, um, Seiya's childhood friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're they're pranking. They get some cupcakes yeah. from Shunye. So, um... Yeah, so the, Shiryu clearly has a bad feeling about what's going to, you know, unfold. Uh, despite the bad vibes that Shun was feeling at the end of the previous episode, yeah. we skip ahead to a later point. Yeah. Um, so presumably Iki was hanging around, kind of observing the, you know, the mm-hmm. proceedings before finally intervening. Yeah. And we get a flash sideways to Andromeda shoot. Yes, yes. Uh, back in the in the main Galaxian Wars tournament, uh, Unicorn Jabu and Andromeda Shun are about to start their match. Well, how come you're not a model and you're a saint? Well, yeah, Shun Shun's got Shun, a lot of Shun is beautiful. He's got yeah. a lot of fangirls. Uh, as I said multiple times, this is exactly Kurama's character. Just palette swap it. Just, yeah, just change the color of the hair and the outfit, and you're fine. Yeah, and he and he's not the only Kurama. There's a lot of Kuramas mm. who will show up as the series go go goes on. Mm. Um, but Shun is you know proves to be a very tough opponent using his his nebula chain yeah. uh he kind of spreads it out literally in a nebula pattern mm-hmm. and it prevents his opponents from approaching him yeah. basically uh he not... feels like there's a great void in his life looking for his lost brother yes he is he's looking for his <laughs> that's brother. why he entered this tournament in the first place um so they uh the chain like in the middle of this fight mm-hmm. jabu is uh in, as his namesake, he is a jobber. He's in this tournament like the other ones to kind of yeah. lose at this. Uh, and he seems to very much underestimate Shun, but Shun all but decimates mm-hmm. Jabu's 
you know, cloth and his ability to fight using this chain strategy. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the middle of the fight, however, the chain begins warning Shun of an enemy located somewhere near where the gold cloth is. Yeah. And Um, spells out the word Axia. Axia, yeah. Which is... (laughs) What could it uh, mean? Um, Prize. Prize. In ancient Greek. So, uh... The, yeah, the, the the chains are pointing in that direction. <laughs> what are the chains uh, trying to tell me? Say a F U C A, like the, just like the Ouija board. So, <laughs> um, so Seiya and Shiryu also return. Uh, for Seiya, it's slightly riskier because he he's seemingly still recovering, yeah. but he's he's okay. He's he's a shonen protagonist, he so seems he's to okay. be just fine. Um, so the Phoenix Saint emerges from the gold cloths box. <laughs> and I, hold on, we have to give kudos to this one lady. Whenever anything happens in the audience, she has the same scream yeah, over and over yeah. for three episodes. It's just ah. And we well, don't know who it is. Well, and we compare it to when you're in like grade school and the lights go out for an assembly and then someone has to go yeah. you know, so it's it's that mm. every time. Mm-hmm. Um but uh Iki or well the Phoenix Saint emerges from the gold cloth. <laughs> he was box. in the box the whole time? Yeah, presumably waiting for a dramatic moment yeah. to, to, to turn down the lights and then emerge. <laughs> Again, he's all about theatrics, so <sighs> um, you know, he emerges before the audience. Uh, the other saints and presumably you know, the rest of the audience recognize him yeah. because uh, like these, you know, fighters were all dispatched as children. They anticipate the different cloths that are going to be showcased mm-hmm. here. They know that the Phoenix one still had yet to show up, so they they know who he is. Yep. Um, and they've all trained together in their youth. Yes, uh, which we will we will get into more in the mm-hmm. next episode. Um, so. You know, he makes his appearance. The audience is, you know, bravo, bravo, yeah. uh, the box thing. But then everyone's like, oh, wait, I sense a pure hatred emanating from that figure. Yeah, immense amounts of hatred coming off of, of this Phoenix Saint. Probably darker than any spirit that they have sensed up until this point. Shun uh, with tears in his eyes. Brother, you're back. Well, not yeah. yet. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, well, they don't reveal it yet. But yeah. She has a feeling. Shun, like, uh manages to like because the chains yeah. are going nuts and they pretty much chain chomp their way up yeah. to the phoenix saint and, and kind of wrap around his forearm mm-hmm. um and then shiru's like yeah no like i thought that's that's iki mm-hmm. and shun's like brother and and iki raises his eye mask and he's like i am iki yep. <laughs> uh so you know, Shun is obviously astonished that his brother has not only returned, but mm-hmm. is kind of, like, emanating this really dark vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically, without even moving, Shun manages... Or, uh, Iki manages to deliver, like, a devastating punch to Shun, breaking mm-hmm. off his shoulder armor and injuring him. Mm-hmm. Um, again, kind of just flexing a fraction of what, the you know, the Phoenix yeah. Saint is capable of. And then we get the old classic anime, Brother, Why?! Yeah. <laughs> do you do this to me? And he goes, oh, you're still a crybaby, I see. You'll be the first I kill. I'm not crying! Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and, you know, shoot, yeah, well, but going along with that, Iki, who is very annoyed by, you know, Shun's tearful response, mm-hmm. kind of comes down to the, uh, you know, arena and basically delivers Shun a death blow, or yeah. what would be a death blow to a regular person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with that, uh, shocking revelation. <laughs> we move on to episode seven. Stolen, the gold cloth. I so. wonder what's going to happen, Ben told me. <laughs> I don't know. 
Uh, Iki, you know, attacks Shun, uh, much to the horror of his friends and the rest of the audience. Uh, Unicorn Jabu, who <laughs> should have stayed down in <laughs> yeah. hindsight, should have taken the note here and been like, I can play this off. <laughs> what was Jabu Jabu? Was that Jabu Jabu's from Orcarina of Time, yes. the big fish? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, Jabu tries to stop Iki doing the, the classic, like, hey, this is my fight. <laughs> Uh, but he is quickly defeated. And in a very disturbing way. Oh, yeah. no, that's the, that's the second guy that shows up, too. But him, too. Well, yeah. yeah uh, I'm uh, sorry, I'm misplacing them. Jabu, like... a wolf. <laughs> attempts to dodge one of Iki's punches yeah. and has seemingly succeeded, but yeah. in a delayed response thing, uh, Jabu's shoulder basically explodes Woman from screams. the force of an, ah! like, an impact. <laughs> um, because... You know, Phoenix Iki pretty much moved faster than Jabu could comprehend. So, um... so Jabu's down once more. <laughs> nice attempt, and then he threatens lady and servant. I forget lady's name. Uh, Sayori. Sayori. Yeah, it's like and... Sayori and manservant. That man held me in my past. I'm coming for you. Oh, Tatsumi is Tatsumi. the is the bu- yeah. is bold yeah. butler man. Yeah. Um, so they kind of flash back to how Phoenix Iki used to be. These boys uh, with man faces are fighting one yeah, well, another. Yeah, so you know who's who. Uh, uh, they're just training on smaller bodies. Same face, so. small body. <laughs> um, you know, very serious. So uh, Iki was once a noble and caring person as a child, especially to his younger brother Shun. Um, and we get a few montages of them all going, undergoing grueling training as young kids. Uh, you know, Shun is is obviously very sensitive. He's he's not he's not like a a hardcore fighter, yeah. and that that remains with his personality up until adult. He doesn't he doesn't like violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Iki would have to intervene and kind of like comfort him. Um, because since their parents died, they're all they have. Yeah. So that's, that is their dynamic. Um, eventually, uh, Tatami shows, or Tatsumi shows up and they begin drawing, uh, lots to see. From the mystery box to see where their placement is. To see where their placement is. Yeah, which is an odd system you think would evolve over the years. You know, if I get sent off to Bermuda and Dan goes off to Death Queen Kenilworth or wherever. Yeah, and it, it, it is, it is very much like... None of I don't think any place that you could go is a good training spot. Yeah. Like obviously, Seiya's experience at Sanctuary was pretty cutthroat. Mm-hmm. They're all very you know. Uh, Hyoga was in Siberia. I, I mean, but one of them's called Death Queen Island. Yes, well, which is which is the worst. <laughs> yeah. you, you don't want to go there. Um, so Shun draws Death Queen Island. A uh, literal hell on earth, and uh, you know Tatsumi seems amused by this because he's like, "Oh, uh, the crybaby gets to go to the worst place on earth." And... None of our people make it back, or at least not the same as when they left. <laughs> and and Iki, like you know, obviously to spare his brother that fate, volunteers. Yeah, yeah, he volunteers. Well, doesn't pull a Hunger Games. Hunger Games stole from. His. Yeah, well, yeah. If anything, yeah. Hunger Games pulled the Saint Seiya. So yeah. uh, he volunteers to take. Shun's place on Death Queen Island. And uh, Master Kido, mm-hmm. the, the guy, you know, Sayori's grandfather who was mm-hmm. running this foundation, uh, again, he had died prior to the series beginning, is fine with this because, you know, as long as they get people to these training spots and they come back with the cloths, they just want to maximize the mm-hmm. likelihood of that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the morality of what's going on here 
we're not done diving into it. Well, we it. better not, because it's sketch as fuck. No, it is It is sketch as fuck. <laughs> it, is, it is terrible. Yeah. And that very much gets acknowledged as the series keeps going. Mm. Like, especially with Keto and his own motivations, it's like... At this point in the series, the only thing that you would be able to kind of parse from it is that he sent these kids to these horrible places so that they would be... You know, they would train to a level above normal And he's people. blackmailing most of them. Yes. It's like, oh, you'll never see your sister again if you don't do this for me. Yeah. So it, it is it is very much like a, uh, you know, this this is not a black and white situation. Well, it, I mean, it is. It is yeah. it, it, it's not presented as such yet, but it's going to be explored more in the mm. future as to what is going on here. Mm. Um, you know, so they're, they're sending these kids to these places. They're going to endure torturous training, and hopefully they will come out of it as fully realized saints, mm -hmm. ideally. Um, apparently there have been cycles of this where this did not work, but we don't, we don't see that. Um, so, you know, before leaving, Iki received a severe beating NBC from the slap. butler. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, NBC's the slap. And then caned upside down. Yes. Uh, maybe, you know, draw the line somewhere in case this person comes back and seeks revenge on you. Yeah. Uh, no, t t Tatsumi is yeah. very much a dick, and yeah. it's not... I, I don't know... I'm not sure what ends up happening with him down the line, because mm -hmm. I'm not that far in my rewatch. But th there is... This whole organization is not strictly the good guys. Mm -hmm. Like, we can root for the saints, but they're, not for, again... Like, the company behind them. Yeah, there's there's sketchy shit going on. Mm. Um, so, you know, he beat Iki before he left, and then threw him onto the boat to Death Queen Island. <laughs> um, he, you know, I Iki's personality grew into pure hatred. Yeah. Which allowed him to survive, you know, this hellish training on Death Queen Island. Which all the other sense and everyone in the audience are confuzzled by. Like, how could it happen? Because you sent him to Death Queen Island. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. why it happened. <laughs> you know, so... Well, I mean, I don't know if the audience is is aware of that, mm -hmm. but Sayori and Tatsumi yeah. are definitely like, oh shit, like mm -hmm. there. And the other saints are like, mm. okay, it's surprising he came back. Yeah. And, you know, but, um, so... Because Phoenix Iki was anticipated to return, his name is still in the tournament lot, mm -hmm. so he has to face off against Wolf Nachi. Um, and pretty much he he defeats Wolf Nachi using his illusion fist technique. Well, first off, Wolf Nachi's armor, Wolf Mech. Yeah, oh, yeah. like that. Well, yeah, of yeah. course. Right. Yeah. Have to shout it out. Metal Garurumon. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. he. Um, he fights, you know, they they have a fight between Nachi and Iki, but Iki uses his his Phoenix Illusion Fist mm -hmm. to basically strike a blow to Nachi's psyche. Soul. Yeah, like he <laughs> mentally shatters his soul uh his with His soul is this dead technique. now. Yeah. That that sucks. <laughs> but it's not it's not impossible to come back okay. from. We will see down the line that it's not it's very much like a state that Iki is trapping you oh, in. Okay. But you can, you know, come back from it and, right. and that's it's something i really like about iki's power set mm. is because i mean obviously the phoenix rising from the ashes that's you know in, yeah. indicative of of his life mm -hmm. basically um but we also have the thing that i've seen in a few different on anime and manga with heat and illusion mm -hmm. because like heat can warp how things are perceived yeah. and you know I've seen that technique used in other places, so it's like a... 
common thread. Yeah, even even with something like Ho Oh, yeah. we see well, like we saw Ray and her illusionary magic. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's definitely like a consistent thing that yeah. those fire and illusions are tied together. Um, so Nachi is is disposed of very quickly, and then Iki's subordinates, the uh, the Black Saints, who wear black cloths identical to Iki's for the time being, and are just Iki clones. Yes, uh, the literal palette swaps. Of is him. that addressed? <laughs> Why they all look like him, or they just style themselves after him? No, it, it is addressed. Okay. I, I think that the ones who we see in these episodes are not his top tier mm. ones. Those get teased later as the four, the four like the, or the four yeah. Death Kings, yeah. or the they they have a ton of different names, but it's it's you know the symbolic four is death type, re- very much a recurring trope in in anime and manga, mm-hmm. um, and. So they're not shown in this. I don't know if we're supposed to assume that that they. Uh, I, well, I think we're supposed to assume that they're not the same ones because the ones that are bowing to Iki at the end of these episodes, I don't think are the the four kings. Um, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the black saints arrive and they steal the gold cloth. Uh, Saya swears to defeat him and retrieve the cloth. Uh, you know. Because again, we get we this whole scene where the gold claw, the gold Sagittarius claw, finally emerges from its container, and a very spectacular showing. Um, but it is snatched up in separate pieces by the members of and the. And so he's like, "Do something, yeah, do so, something." And no one does anything; they just stand there. Well, and then and the, Saya jumps into the air. Yeah. I'm going after him. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but uh, but we do we do get signs of things. We do get a moment where. Iki hesitates to deliver another punch, like Shun cries out for him, and then he goes on his like. Yeah. Seiya was just in the hospital. Shiryu's in no shape to fight. Hyoga doesn't have his cloth on. You're all not worthy. I'm not gonna kick your ass now. So he's. Mm-hmm. We there's a hint that he's not as bad as he seems. Yeah. Until he kills those two people next. In episode. the helicopter. Yeah. 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 Um. <laughs> so they you know they, again they vow to defeat him and retrieve the cloth. Mm. Because uh, it would be a devastating thing if someone like Iki were able to to master mm-hmm. the gold Sagittarius cloth. So episode 8, defeat them, the Black Phoenix <laughs> Army. Uh, Seiya, Shiryu, Hyoga, and Shun go after Iki and his Black and, Saints. Uh, Seiya says goodbye to Miho, Miho, mm-hmm. and then Shiryu says bye to Shunyi, Shunyo? Shunye, I, I think, yeah. It's something like that. Um, I can't read my own writing, I'm sorry. I'm their respective fucking... GFs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, Seiya, uh, you know, we get this chase where the Black Saints are parkouring yeah, through the city. Yeah, and I'm city. like, they can't fly? They don't have, like, a plane or something? No, they How can't. How'd they get here in the first place? They just they, leapt buildings? They jump high. They, they, <laughs> they, they, they fall with style, yeah. and then they jump high. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're jumping across the city. Uh, a helicopter sent by the Foundation chases them, uh, but Iki manages to take it out with a punch. So that that is where Iki's body count comes yeah. from, is the two helicopter dudes. Um, so At one point, Shun talks to Hyoga Snow. Yeah. <laughs> the snow speaks to me. Snow, uh, Hyoga, with his powers, manages to make a snowstorm mm. that centers around, um, you know, a specific direction of the city. Mm. And that's how he's sending a message to his, his other friends. Because my chains can't sense them. <laughs> Which I'm guessing is because Shun is aware that it's his brother now. Mm-hmm. So if on some level he doesn't perceive, like he can't bring himself to, to perceive him as an enemy, the mm-hmm. chains don't respond to it. 
should have had you in that writing room. Maybe I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just that's what I'm assuming. Um, so they kind of track down Iki's hideout, which is the port that he left for Death Queen yeah. Isle from. And uh, why you would make a Team Plasma port hideout from the place that you were wronged? I don't know, but it's poetic in a way. I yeah. assume. <laughs> um. So you know, Iki unboxes unboxes the uh, <laughs> the unboxing of the gold armor the gold sagittarius puts on the gloves you know gets out the box cutter <laughs> yeah <laughs> put it on the white background yeah. just very relaxing um and he you know basically begins the process of donning the gold cloth it yeah. starts coming to him it starts you know the entire piece by piece starts mm -hmm. uh, joining with him and initially i was like how do you put this thing on where do your legs go in this uh, centaurish sagittarius <laughs> yeah it, it breaks into a lot of um pieces pieces and then attaches it yeah and i'm pretty sure they've gotten most of the toys to be able to do that mm, so that's cool. eh, yeah, yeah. It, it works out yeah. um so but Seiya swings in with a crane <laughs> at the last minute the chain dips into the building. Yeah, again, Rhyme. Grant's not here to dispute the physics, so we don't know how I that mean, that was work, probably but... Shun influencing that chain with uh, his chain. Uh, I don't know if he has power over all chains. <laughs> but, uh, Seiya pretty much interrupts the, like, the henshin process, yeah. which is unique, because we it's don't a rarity, see that yeah. a lot. And, yeah. Like, he, before the cloth can fully join with... with Iki Seiya just kicks him out of it, and the cloth falls to pieces. Um, the the Black Saints each kind of pick up a piece and start, you know, running with them. Um, so Seiya and his friends kind of start chasing them. Mm -hmm. uh, again, these are still like the generic Black Saints, which are which all look like Iki. Um, and to their credit, the the main cast is able to defeat. Um, three of these, Quite well, easily. four yeah. of these these guys, and yeah. get the the two legs and the two arms of the gold cloth back. Well, we have Hyoga's diamond dust technique, which should be is better than my crop dusting technique. Yes. Oh, yeah. Put down. Yes, <laughs> and I put down. There's also a doo doo song playing in the background. Doo doo doo. Yeah. <laughs> and also, they're in like the Tokyo Bay logging sector. <laughs> yeah. I, all right. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, it could I'm be. Just confused is all um, <laughs> about the map of things. You know, but uh, they, they, you know, sans their own cloths, the main cast is able to defeat these these lower tier Black Saints, which I'm assuming, I mean, I don't know the, the logistics of, of how Iki got these dudes, but... Mm -hmm. Presumably, they're in, like, knockoff armor. Yeah. They're not in, like... They went to Canal Street. Fully yeah. functional suits. Mm -hmm. The the later the four kings that we're going to meet do seem to have more functional cloths mm -hmm. with their own techniques and everything, but these dudes presumably just got, like, the knockoff ones. Yeah. Um, so they're easily dispatched... Again, they get both arms and both legs of the Sagittarius cloth. Well, something that made me giggle is when this leg falls. It's like it's beautiful, and it sounds like a piece of chip, cheap plastic hitting the floor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the it's the holographic Beast Wars, yeah. uh, you know, plastic that they use. So I mean, it's... my amiibo feel like it has more weight than this armor. Right well, of course, yeah. the amiibos are carrying so much more <laughs> emotional within them, physical power. So, um, you know, Shun in taking out one of these Black Saints, uh, just hears that the reason for his brother's change is that the training that he suffered through on, on, Death, on Death Queen Island basically hardened him against the world, and he is just a being of pure hatred now. And the other characters had kind of parsed that fact, mm -hmm. but Shun was seemingly in denial about it. 
And then Icky's with his grunts going, well, we don't have all the pieces. Yeah, on the White Cliffs of New Jersey. (laughs) But I have some, and I'll get them back. (laughs) Yeah, Iki is still in possession of the the helmet, the torso, the shoulders, and the waist of the the Sagittarius cloth. So, um, you know, Seiya also gets the snippet that the, you know, that Iki is planning some kind of world domination. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as we keep going, that gets refined into him just wanting to tear down the system that's in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and presumably, as far as we know at this point in the series, the gold cloth would enable him to do that. Mm-hmm. It would make him one of the strongest fighters on the planet. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, again, from what we know about this universe early on. Standout moment in these episodes. Next scene. Sayori sitting in her chair, sweeping violins. <laughs> what wisdom do you impart on us, Sayori? Things are looking mighty bad right now. <laughs> and that's it. I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> we could have figured that out. Right. And scene. Yeah. <laughs> Check, please. <laughs> um. So yeah, so Seiya swears to retrieve the rest of the gold cloth while Sayori sends Shiryu on a quest to have the Pegasus and Dragon Cloths repaired. Uh, mm. Because in Shiryu's training, he heard about uh, this you know, mystical individual who was able to repair damaged cloths. Mm. Uh, and that will be a very important aspect of, of where we're going. And as he's going off, who steps foot on this uh, manor campus area? We see, like, a, a, sh- a shadowed foot. <laughs> yeah, that looks an awful lot like Pegasus's winged boot. <sighs> So we yeah the the palette swap boys are coming but they end up actually being being cool okay um so that that is the start of mm. the Phoenix Iki arc mm. um I I know that that in the grand scheme of what we've covered uh this this stretch of anime might have been a mistake I don't I don't know I don't think it was a mistake um, I think you're building up something yeah and, it, you know just giving us the context clues that we need yes uh, Saint Saint Seiya is is just a charmingly goofy mm. series um obviously it it has never had a problem building or maintaining a you know fans mm-hmm. I love it mm-hmm. but it you know when it has its its lower points, Again, especially episode six, there was a lot of repeated animation segments. Yeah. There was a lot of the chains doing the the, the thing over yeah. and over the again. The people running. Yeah, characters mm-hmm. reacting yeah. to things, the reaction shots that mm-hmm. are used to pad out runtime. Yeah. It, you know, again, it's an older anime. They're doing, you know, the best they possibly can with the animation budget they have. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that's going to, you know, it has to be divvied up sparingly. Dan, we've yeah. seen Utena, we've seen yeah. Sailor Moon. That's nothing different for anime. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. I just, we can't yeah. blame it. They gotta, yeah, I, I want to I speak on Saint yeah. Seiya's back, because it is, you know, again, we're watching this on Netflix. I do, cannot recommend it enough. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a great action series. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, w- the drama from this arc is something we gotta build towards. Yes. So, you know, mm. it, it, uh, there's gonna be rough points, but, yeah. That won't deter us, hopefully. No, won't stop us now. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm getting uh, my laughs out of it, my kicks out of it. Yeah. And it's interesting that we're mirroring this with uh, Sailor Moon. Yes. Yeah. Very similar series. Yeah. I, we both haven't seen the opposite one before. A distaff counterparts, I guess. Mm. They're like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, two, two gals and guys <laughs> being dudes. Oh, it's, it's like... And pretty boys. Yeah. <laughs> um... And that, in those dynamics, you know, in to Saint Seiya's credit, those dynamics will be addressed eventually within mm-hmm. the the larger series itself. Like Sanctuary is 
very opposed to giving women cloths, mm. even if they prove themselves more capable than the men. Hmm. So that that gets addressed eventually. There is, you know, again, steadily, there is lore being built, there is a world being built up, and, you know, sometimes we're going to take, you know, diversions from it, tangents from it, if you will, but, you know, there is a, there is a greater thing building here, mm. so. And I can't wait to see it with you, Dan. Of course. <laughs> as we continue on. Well... With an episode adjourned, where can our audience find us on social media? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at King underscore Danis, and then our adjacent anime was not a mistake podcast account. Mm, and you can follow me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, Drink and Read JK on Twitter, or follow my other podcast, Nightcaps at the Theater, where we look at movies and get a little drizzy drunk. And uh, Drink and Read, where I recap Tolstoy's great War and Peace, <laughs> chapter by chapter. Just like Sensei. <laughs> it, it literally is. Same tropes, just missing the armor. And Cut from the same cloth. <laughs> Let me tell you, Sayori <laughs> would be sitting in a chair going, things look grave in War and Peace. <laughs> That's basically three chapters. Yes. Um, but uh, next week we have something sinister emerging once again. <laughs> What's in the box, Dan? What's in the box? And I can uh, thankfully say none of my picks are as bad as Popeye, so please, please, please join us. Yeah, I'm not sure if mine are going to be, but uh, <sighs> the Dark Wizard always has something up his sleeve for us, so oh we'll see what happens. God. But Sinister Six is back on again, where we take a look at bad movies, and you know, yeah. it's fun in itself. Yeah, and yeah. then we have some more big events coming. Oh. Yeah. Uh, on the a lot horizon. of movies on the horizon, but yeah. exciting things that are anime adjacent, as yes. always. And at least if they aren't, we can make them fit the shoe. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. shove them in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But join us next week for Sinister Six. Oh, 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 oh. Ooh. <laughs> it was Dark Wizard there? Yes. <laughs> in the shadows. Excellent. <laughs> Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weeb horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast, or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to be continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara. <laughs>